so I'm Lee. So excited that you are here today because Jesus is teaching us how to be ready to stand before him that day, how to be his church without spot or wrinkle, how to be that person that he doesn't say to us, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So he's teaching us the very, very, very importance of his law, living in his will, not doing our own thing. If we're doing our own thing, you can be sure if you're doing your own thing on that day, I don't plan to be, that um, he's going to say he didn't know you. Not everyone who calls him Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. We are so blessed to have this warning. Don't let it scare you away and turn me off, but let it convict you. Let it be his love to you, telling you things to come. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And many on that day are going to say, but Lord, I did this, I did that. You thought you were right with him. You were going through the motions. And he's going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. That's why you want to know the truth now. And God was showing me his heart today. And he said, um, did you ever have anyone say to you, I feel like I'm a burden to you? He said something similar. He said, I'm in their way. For many people, I'm in their way. I'm their stumbling block. When really they should be coming to me, they're trying to get around me. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you for teaching us, for confronting us, for showing us truth, how you feel, what's happening in your heart, in your emotions. We want to know. We love you so much. And we want to please you. We want to be that remnant. As in the day of Noah, help us, Lord, give you all the glory. You know, actually, Noah was a remnant of the people. He was a small portion of those who entered into the kingdom of heaven. He was a part of God's life. He was God's friend. He was a part of what God was going to do next. Just as now, when Jesus is going to come, he's going to come on the clouds. He's asking us to be a part of what he's doing. He's asking us to be that remnant, which tells us that very few are going to make it. And that's scary. And I want to be a part of that remnant. And I hope that you do too. And so let him speak to your heart. Let him say, not everyone who calls me Lord, don't just be religiously calling me Lord. I was walking my dog yesterday afternoon, and I, I was um, prompted to minister to two ladies. And their first, their first words were, no, um, I'm good. No, thank you which a lot of people say that, and I know they're not because they're avoiding me. They're trying to quick get away from me. And that's what Jesus was saying is, I'm a stumbling block. 
I'm supposed to be in the way so that you don't enter into damnation. But for many, he's just in the way. I was in their way yesterday. And they, they went walking in front of me and they were giggling and turning back and looking at me. And I, I felt really sorry for them. I felt sorry for them that they, they didn't want to hear it that they just think they're ready and they're not. And that's Jesus's heart. You think you're ready, but you're not. You're not ready. If you're not doing his will, you're not ready, right? And he's asking us to be that remnant, to be a part of what he's doing in this day. He's asking us to do his work yesterday. We talked about giving to him. This kind comes out by fasting and prayer. So the little boy was epileptic. Are you willing to lay down your life to fast and to pray? To be a part of going around doing good, laying hands on the sick, casting out demons? Or, I mean, knowing what I know, I can't just sit back and not say anything. And I know a lot of my teachings get in people's faces, but that's what I'm called to do. That's who God has molded me into. So I don't have the feel-good messages, which I don't think are, are very good, because making you feel good about who you are and where you're at is not stretching your faith is not preparing you for the kingdom and that's why Jesus is convicting us even today and so there's only going to be a small portion um Jesus was talking to us um I, I guess like a week week ago and he was saying and he said to the disciples that those who expect, those who think they are inheriting the kingdom of God are going to be replaced by those who are changed and hungry, those who believe. So in this day, as we're reaching out to those who don't know Jesus, and they're hungry, looking for answers, and they turn to him, they could be replaced by you if you're just a mediocre Christian who you just go to church every week, you don't do anything, um, you're, you're not involved in what Jesus is doing, you're not that remnant going around doing good, doing his will. Like those girls that I saw yesterday and most people, they don't know their assignment. Someone might have just taught them to say a prayer, and so I invited Jesus in my heart, and I'm good. And um, I got my ticket for when he comes. And when you look at what Jesus said, it's not true. So that would be like um, Noah's building his ark, and, and just say, for example, a couple people came along and said, hey, I want to be a part of what you're doing. But then they never showed up. They didn't show up for the work. They just went out and joined the rest of the people 
carry on as if nothing was going to happen. And that's what we're doing. We're carrying on as if nothing's going to happen. And something is going to happen. Jesus is coming. And if we're not ready, we don't get to go. And it's not getting the ticket that um, is going to get you on the ark. Although this time the earth is going to burn. And so it's scary. It's scary to think all those people are just snubbing me and turning their head. And I suppose others who are doing the work thinking, we're good. You're foolish. What are you talking about? And it's because they can't see what I can see. And the way to see what, what you need to see is to humble yourself and say, wow, I could be wrong. Don't speak your own words. Think your own thoughts. But look at the word and find out. Christians are overconfident. Like even the ones who have tasted what is good and and they became lukewarm and started letting Satan occupy their temple and living without power in their life. Why be a Christian without power? Why, why try to fit in with others when we're not supposed to? Jesus didn't fit in. And we aren't to fit in. So, yeah, they're thinking they're righteous and... Um, just like we were talking about, Jesus said that those who the Christians look down upon, like the Pharisees did, are going to take the place of the Christians. And Jesus was sharing with me this morning that they're so overconfident that um, they're in his way. They're making him look bad because they're lukewarm they're not representing him. They don't carry his power. They don't really care or have any idea or have any compassion for what Jesus is going through, what the Father is going through. God forgot about Noah for five months, and he showed me that he was grieving during that time. He was so sad. He, he was so distraught over what he had to do. And now... The same thing is happening with him. The same thing is happening with him. Um, so yeah, I have a little note here. Noah was a part of God's plan. He worked for God. And he wasn't in the way. He trusted God. He was God's friend. And many of those who should be doing the work of God are actually sitting around complaining about God and complaining about their situations and um, how God isn't doing anything. And the reason being is they're not in faith. And as God showed me this morning, um, they're in His way. I want to read this to you in the Message Bible, um, Romans 9. I'm not going to read all of this, but I want to read this one part. 
Well, let's start here. I call the nobodies and make them somebodies. I call the unloved and make them beloved. And the place where they yelled out, you're a nobody. They're calling you God's living children. Isaiah maintained this emphasis, the same emphasis. If each grain of sand on the seashore were numbered and the sum labeled chosen of God, there, there would be numbers still in that names. Salvation comes by personal selection. God doesn't count us. He calls us by name. Today, he's calling you. He's not about the math. It says, he, he, he's about your heart. It's about, will you commit to him? Will you love him? Will you care about what he cares about? Will you have compassion for his emotions and what he's going through and what he has gone through? How can we sum this up? All those people who didn't seem interested in what God was actually doing, what God was doing, actually embraced what God was doing as he straightened out their lives. Let me read that again. How can we sum this up? All those people who didn't seem interested in what God was doing actually embraced what God was doing as he straightened out their lives. And Israel, who seemed so interested in reading and talking about what God was doing, missed it. How could they miss it? Because instead of trusting God, they took over. They were absorbed in what they themselves were doing. They were so absorbed in their God projects that they didn't notice God right in front of them, like a huge rock in the middle of the road. And so they stumbled into him and went sprawling. Isaiah, again, gives us a metaphor for pulling this together. Careful, I've put it huge stone on the road to Mount Zion, a stone you can't get around. But the stone is me. If you're looking for me, you'll find me on the way, not in the way. Is he in your way? Or are you looking for him on the way? He has compassion for the needy. He calls the nobodies, not the somebodies. He's revealing the mysteries of the kingdom of God for those who are after his heart, those who care about him, not to those who are putting on this big facade and in front of a bunch of people telling them what they want to hear, but really they're just after their money and thinking they have a seat at the table, as Jesus said thinking they're inheriting their place. When you get there by your faith in God, and your faith in God is your love for God, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, you'll believe me. And if you believe him, you're going to live your life according to what you believe. You're not going to get caught up in the world. He's not going to be in your way. He's going to be in the way so that you can't stumble. Go running to him. Seek him. Knock and the door will be open to you. Seek and you will find. But what are you seeking? 
Is God in the way of what you're seeking? I felt like I was in the way of those girls yesterday and others that I run into. Quick, let's get away from her. Because maybe if you don't know, then you're going to get away with something or um, you just don't want to know. You don't believe Jesus is coming. You've heard it over and over again. You don't know why he hasn't come yet is because it's not as well that you perish. What an awful thing, right? For him to be in your way and you're just trying to get around him, trying to do it your own way or trying to avoid him, which many are doing. God said he's made himself known to everyone. You know. And in, in this last time that we have, there will be a remnant, according to his word. Only a remnant. Where did I read that? Verse 27 in the Amplified Classic. Isaiah calls out. He cries over Israel. Through the number of the sons of Israel to be like the sand in the sea. Only the remnant, the small part of them, will be saved from perdition, condemnation, and judgment. For the Lord will execute his sentence upon the earth, and he will conclude and close his account with men and complete without delay. Regularly cutting it short in his justice. And then in the Amplified Classic Bible, I want to read the last, verse 33. Oh, let's read verse 31. Where is Israel through ever in pursuit of the law for this carrying of righteousness? Right standing with God actually did not succeed in fulfilling the law. For what reason? Because they pursued it not through faith. Relying instead on the merit of their works, they did not depend on faith, but on what they could do. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, behold, I am laying in Zion a stone that will make men stumble, a rock that will make them fall. But he who believes in him, who adheres to trust and relies on him, shall not be put to shame nor be disappointed in his expectations. His law's love. If you love him, you're going to seek after him. You're going to have faith in him. If he's just in your way, out of um, fear, you might just say a prayer and then expect, be deceived into thinking that you got a way in, but you really don't. Jesus said, he would come and live on the inside of that person that would heed his voice, Revelation 3.20. So if you're willing to heed his voice, if right now you want to repent and change your way, or this is your first time to know, if you want to be a part of building that ark, say to so, so to say, or be a part this day of what Jesus is doing to go around to do his work, if you want to be a part of his life, then I want to encourage you to ask him to come and live on the inside of you so he can teach you. 
he said that he, if you would hear his voice, he would come and live on the inside of you. And he would teach you. He would be with you all the time. He'd correct you and convict you. Lots of people don't want to be corrected. They don't want to be told what to do. And so they don't want anything to do with him. But if you do, if you want to be a part of his life, if you want to please him, if you want an eternal life, then pray with me right now. Ask him. Ask him. He said he's knocking on the door of your heart. So listen. Listen to what he's saying to you. Jesus, we hear you knocking at the door of our hearts, and we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. Teach us. Teach us your way and help us to not try to get around you, but to remember to go through, to go through and stand right in front of you and be there for you to change us, to correct us, to teach us, to be our salvation. If we start trying to get around, thank you for convicting us, teaching us, stopping us. We're foolish people without you. Come, live on the inside of us and be our God. Thank you, praise you, give you all the glory. If you said that prayer, I'm so excited for you. And get on your knees every day and worship him. Look at the word. Hear what he's saying to you. Have an ear to hear. Be part of that remnant. Be a part of his life. Give. It's better to give than to receive. And the world just wants to get it. And that, that, that's the deception the enemy uses. It makes, he, he tries to make it feel like it's better to get stuff, but really it isn't. It's better to give like Jesus did. He gave his life for you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain, because he loves you. He gave to you. Now he's asking you to give so you can fit into his kingdom, so you can experience the joy and the happiness that comes from giving your life away. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you.